What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Up in Flames. As promised, I talk college football with my man, Rob Cruz, of the Football and Chill podcast. And I promise you that the next episode will be NBA talk. And all my guys have inspired me. The Hoopers, I, I don't let all of them have it. I've been so dug deep in the football season, working on field stormers and everything. So I've let all the deep diving basketball guys, you know, Chris LeBron, the Hoopers, Kev, all them guys cover basketball. And so now I'm jumping back in it. First month, we got some things put in perspective. And what better to have on my show than the president, El Presidente himself, Chris LeBron from the Off The Ball Network, to join me to talk some hoops. So we will bring him in right after this. Warning. You are now listening to Up In Flames. We up in flames, yeah. We up in flames, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Let me hear it, Lambo. We up in flames. We up in flames. We up in flames. Yeah, we up in flames, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we up in flames, yeah. Yeah, uh, we up in flames. Hold on, uh, check this go. We up in flames, yeah. Uh, we up in, uh, yeah, yeah, we up in flames, yeah. Woo! We up in, yeah, we up in flames, we up in flames. Once again, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Up in Flames. As promised, I brought in El Presidente, Chris LeBron, host of the Off the Ball podcast, president of the Off the Ball Network, which if you've been listening to Up in Flames, obviously I've been proud to be a part of for two years, a year, two years. Two years, years, yeah. We've been already over two years rocking it. Bro, time has been lost. COVID year almost doesn't even count uh, at this point. But, Chris, what's going on, bro? Hey, bro. Always a pleasure to come on Open Flames and talk talk sports. So um, I'm excited to be on, and and I'm ready to go, bro. Yeah, 100%. So we're going to talk about two teams. Um, This is where, like, the upstart – talking about these two teams is where, like, the upstart, the connection, and the click of even starting a network together – um, being asked to start the network together. We're going to talk about the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks first. Uh, and the first team we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about my Miami Heat. I'm selfish. I'm going first. Uh, and I want to get Chris Wise clear-headed because we're going to have some other topics to go for conversation, but we'll talk about Miami Heat where he can talk about the Heat and not get too stressed out because we will talk about his New York Knicks. And I know he has some mixed feelings there, especially having to deal with Knicks fans on a day today basis like you do but the Miami Heat Chris we talked about this pre-show right if the playoffs started today which is why thank God this is a long NBA season we're only one month in but if the playoffs started today Miami would be the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference which means they would be playing against the Philadelphia 76ers in order to have a spot in the playoffs the loser of that team would not be in the one of the eight seeds to compete for a championship. This is a team that we are talking about has come from being East going seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals just last year to a team that looks average at best. Uh, so before I get before I hand it over to you to tell me about my Miami Heat, 
I'm going to tell you a little something about my, about my Miami Heat. I told you before the season, I, I don't love the fact that we decided to run it back because I don't love the fact that we decided to basically go all in on Bam Adebayo's improvement, go all in on Tyler Hero's improvement, expect Jimmy Butler, one year older, to be able to carry the Heat the way he has been able to since he's donned the Miami Heat jersey. Uh, you know, I wanted to get rid of Duncan Robinson. What the market was out there for that, I'm not sure, but I kind of wanted to dump his contract either for future endeavors into free agency. Essentially be able to make a play to build a stronger team. I never wanted Kyle Lowry in the first place, and now more than ever, I'd love to trade Kyle Lowry. Um, and we'll get into why who I would want Kyle Lowry to be traded for. And I don't care if it makes sense for the next team. I'm just talking about making it making sense for the Miami Heat. But they've been average at best, and it's the lack of offense consistently. Like, you've seen times where Jimmy Butler's been able to carry the team to victory, but that's not a recipe for success in the regular season. And you've seen with, my, with Miami getting – all they felt like they needed to do was get into the playoffs. Even through all injuries, they were able to figure out how to win games. They have a great coach at Eric Spolstra. I, I, I don't doubt the coaching. I don't think the coaching is a problem. I don't even think that's an area to address, essentially. like. This isn't on Eric Spolstra. This is on the players coming every night to perform. And when you can't score a lot of points, we're seeing defense go down and essentially matter less and less to the point where if you can't put up 115 points on any given night, you're not going to win a lot of games. And that's kind of where the Miami Heat are sitting. So, Chris, when you think about the Miami Heat right now, what is this? What what is when you watch them play? Like, what's going through your mind? Because obviously, I'm a little more stressed out because I'm a Miami Heat fan. So I value the bad play different. And we'll talk about the Knicks and let me kind of when I watch the Knicks, what I see as opposed to how you value it different. But when you watch Miami Heat, what is it that you're seeing that you're like, damn, they need to tighten up this part of their team or this part or whatever? Like, is it a trade? Is it Stan Patton hope you can get a free agent with an, and waste a year of Jimmy Butler? Like, what is it the Miami Heat need to do? Oh, man. This this team is, is very tough to evaluate. I mean, we're so used to them just being always solid in there. But I feel like this year is the year where it's like, okay, there's definitely a lot of concern. Obviously, you have Jimmy, but we've always well, – we know what Jimmy brings to the table, right? He, he's a solid scorer going to going to bring it on the other side uh, of the of the of the court and all that but it just seems like you know you got a, a an old Kyle Lowry you, you obviously got Tyler who you just gave you know a rookie extension to who can score I mean they got guys that can score you know even you know even guys coming off the bench and all that you know Strews Vincent you know but it's just the defense is also taking a little bit of a hit too and you know, the scoring, the scoring has always been the issue, the pace and all that. And, and yeah. you know, not be able to shoot, but the rebounding is, is not there too. Like essentially you have bam. That's it. I mean, I think they're the 29th or, or dead last in rebounding per game. So this, it, it, it's just, it's not just the offense, the offense needs to be improved, but that's been an issue for a while. And they've still been able to, to still be a top four seed every, you know, essentially all the time, it feels like, and, and get to a finals and all that, and get to a conference finals. But the defense is t is has taken a little bit of a hit and all that, you know, so much for Jimmy. And 
just let's face it, there's some bad contracts have been given out. The Duncan Robinson deal, it I know we value shooting so much in this league, but to give him that contract when he, essentially all he does is shoot, I always thought that was kind of just odd to give him that. I think it was five for 92 or something like that. Like it just never made sense to just give him that much money. I know what his value, but and he hasn't he's played better of late recently. But there were some DMPs. There were some some single digit, you know, minute games he's played this year. Where it's just like, I mean, the value of Max Struess it was more than than whatever you were getting from a guy who was making eighteen million dollars a year. So it, it just seems like they're you know a lot older. You know, Bam hasn't taken that leap offensively that we want to see as far as you know outside game and all that and. You know, Tyler Hero is is what he is. You know, he's he's a good, he's a great scorer, but it's just the reliance on Kyle Lowry at the point. You know, with all the guards we see in the league, Mo, <laughs> that's just not a to have a thirty six year old point guard guarding the guys like SGA, Steph, you know, Booker, all <laughs> the endless amount of guys that we could talk about. The laundry list of, of guards in this league mm-hmm. that he got to go up against. It just it's like that meme with Jimmy when he dropped, well, he dropped 40 in the playoffs. And it's that's what it is again. Like the game they just had against uh the Suns, like he he's all over Booker. He's doing everything. He lose all his energy on that. And it, it, it this there's a bunch of things. And I think, you know, I don't know what move exact move they need to make, but there has to be some thoughts of trying to change up what's going on with the roster and help. Jimmy Butler, because he he's not a, a number one, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a true number one. Now, there's times we've seen him; he can take over from from here, you know, um, a, you know, for a game where he looks like he's a top five player in the league, but you can't. He's not that player on a on a day in day out basis. So they got to figure out some things with this roster. It's an older roster. There's not a lot of youth on this on this roster, you know. Um, so it's they're kind of they're kind of stuck it's tough but it, the Duncan Robinson the contract is going to be near impossible unless you 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 try to uh add some picks to that and all that and it, that's going to be tough to, to uh I, I know Pat has to regret that one <laughs> that's one he's probably like yeah <clears throat> but you know you had to kind of do it because you, you didn't want him to go somewhere else <laughs> and light it up for another team so I I, I get it in a sense but there's just some decisions that just they they haven't made that that are good and just you know bam not taking that st- that next step it kind of he kind of feels like he's regressed in a sense you know um you know because two years ago we thought the world of bam i mean he's an block, awful. yeah you know the block on tatum we all remember that block that that's one of the best blocks we've ever seen in nba history like you know people put it up there with the lebron block you know in 2016 so it's like you know this we you just can't put all the put all this offensive load on on uh on on Butler, and I think that's what we're seeing a lot, and that's just not a recipe for success. You know, they'll, I think they'll still be a playoff team. I, I don't think they'll miss the playoffs or anything, but they got to make some changes. They got to add some youth. Got to get some wings. They got to get some depth in the in the in the in the, in the front court desperately. They need some, they need some bigs. They need some bigs because you know it's essentially what just bam, you know they they gotta they gotta add some depth desperately. Yeah, when I'm so when I'm looking at Miami, okay, I think it's a very simple fix. 
I, I think it's so simple. Um, I don't know what the price tag to get this man is, right? But I think it's there's one person out there who we know is available. He's been available for probably the past year and a half since he was acquired by the Los Angeles Lakers. It's Russell Westbrook. You can't tell me that Russell Westbrook doesn't fit in Miami because you said something very key. Jimmy Butler is not a number one, and he's not a number one if you're asking him to be everything. Jimmy Butler can score just as good as anybody. Sometimes it looks like he's got to work a little too hard to score, but he can score just as good as anybody. But what he needs is somebody to be able to run the offense and distribute. And that's something I said about Kyle Lowry is that if we got Kyle Lowry three years earlier, I would have loved the addition, but we got him at the back end of his contract. No pun intended with the big back end that he has, but we got him at the back end of like, we gave him a three-year deal. And I'm like, I don't think he'll last three years. You know, I've argued that point more than anybody and everybody who disagreed with me has had to look and be like, dang, Mo, maybe you was right. And I said, for year one, maybe. Outside of that, I would have signed Kyle Lowry. I would have traded him and kept him for the contract last year. He should be a free agent. He should be on another team right now. Russell Westbrook, the man can run an offense. You have an athletic team. Bam Adebayo is your center, which means you can play run and gun basketball. You can get the rebound, give it to Russ, and go. You got Jimmy Butler who can run with him. You got shooters and Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson who can run with him. You have Tyler Hero who can run with him. You got Bam Adebayo who can run from rim to rim at a rate that you consider it a run-and-gun offense. Mm-hmm. Go get Russell Westbrook. What that may cost, and even if that's it's a possibility because we know Russell Westbrook can be had. He's also an expiring contract which means I'm not asking to have Russell Westbrook and take on a contract where we'll have to pay him for the next four years. I'm asking you to go get Russ to fix this year. Open up money on the books, and we will figure out where he goes from there. Does he? Re, do we retain him on a one-year deal and play it year by year with Russell Westbrook because of the impact he had, and, and we'll ride him until the wheels fall off? Mm-hmm. Or do we just, hey, we appreciate what you did for Miami this year and we let you go and we're not willing to pay you what another team will, but we revived your career. We brought your value up because I think Russ in Miami would be a perfect fit because I think we could revive Russell Westbrook's value because all this BS about hearing that Russ could be out of the league after this year. And and we'll talk about that. We'll, I'll revert back to that at the end of the show to ask you about that. But I think it's complete BS that you're telling me a guy like Russell Westbrook can't play in the NBA after this season because of what he looks like with the Lakers. I think it's crazy. Um, but I think Russell Westbrook is the perfect addition because you take the ball and the playmaking responsibilities out of Jimmy Butler's hands and you ask him to feed off a of rush, score points, and play defense. And I think now that fits. We have the point guard problem fixed, and I think we also have the usage uh, of, you know, Jimmy Butler fix. What do you think about Russ to Miami? Russ to Miami. I mean, I think um, that, that's very interesting. My thing is, is that I think you need more shooting. And, and obviously, Russ is not a shooter. But shooters, though. We got Vincent and, and Duncan Robinson. Now, I think it'll cost us Duncan Robinson. But we have Vincent who can shoot. We have Max Struess who can shoot. Tyler Hero can shoot. 
Like, and, and we're asking them to shoot in a role that's not healthy for shooters on a consistent basis because they don't have that point guard that can feed them in the best spots. But I think we got enough shooters to where even if it's inconsistent, if you got a point guard who can really distribute the offense, I think, and put guys in the best position, which we know Russell Westbrook getting his maximum potential does that. This this guy doesn't average four triple doubles in his career for no reason. He doesn't accidentally get guys assists. Even with the turnover thing, you don't accidentally get over 10 assists a game and four times in your career and average triple doubles by just, oh, I hope he, they accidentally made 10 shots a game off my passes essentially um, for those seasons. So I think we have enough shooting that if we make a trade for Russell Westbrook, he's going to put them in the best position. May not be the way you want it all the time, but I think we have, I do think we have enough shooters and maybe even getting Russ isn't the only move we make, which is another thing. I think we have enough that if we get Russ, we make a small move. We're not going to go get no other superstar, you know, without getting Bam out of bio. You're not bringing, without trading him, you're not bringing no superstar. I don't think a superstar is necessarily the answer for Miami. No, no, I don't think that either. And just right now, I mean, it, you don't have the assets to probably get one, but the addition, you know, getting Russ, I mean, it's an upgrade over Lowry. I mean, the Lowry, the Lowry hero backcourt is atrocious defense say it. it's trash it's not good it's it's <laughs> atro- it's just so bad especially you know, defensively and um that's just now we and not not that russ is anywhere near the defender he used to be or, or ever was but it would be a it would be a better option but you know it depends what are you what are you giving up um are you giving up? If you can get rid of the Duncan Robinson contract for that, I think, I think it calls Kyle and Duncan Robinson. I think it's Kyle and Duncan Robinson is what it takes, and I think the Lakers have to give us one of their first round picks because it's so far into the future that we're basically taking a burden off your hands. For the simple fact, I think Russell Westbrook is a great addition to Miami, but it's a burden off the Lakers' hands because of that contract. Like we're taking the rest of the contract off your hands, and we'll cost you a first round pick. Later on down the line, which could be good or could be bad, I don't care. But, I don't really care about picks. I think it costs us Kyle Lowry and Doug Robinson for the money to match. Yeah, but the thing is, is they'll be adding a lot of they'll be adding a, a lot of money, and I don't know if the Lakers want to add, especially bad contracts. You know, especially with Duncan has what he has three years left on his deal or something best like thing that. To do is catch a team in desperation. That's but, all. I'm saying. But if you're the Lakers, like I don't know, maybe. I don't. I don't know what they're they're thinking right now. I don't know if they think still think they're a playoff team. But if I'm if I'm Rob Palenka, I'm not going to entertain that because why would I add bad contracts for an expiring one? You know, like that doesn't make business sense. But if the Lakers are trying to preserve this season and still think because the West is down this year that they could still, I mean, they're only I think what four games maybe. Four four games out of the play-in spot, they still might think they have a chance if they can go to run because AD has played better. You know, uh, if you get LeBron, Russ is, you know, uh, has, has been solid in his role as a six-man. Maybe they think they can still get something and just be like, all right, as, if we get in, that's all that matters at West, right? Because let's just say they're, they're, they get in and they play Portland. Let's say Portland is the one seed. I mean, they could feel like they could beat Portland in a seven-game series. So, it's just a matter of their, but if I'm Rob Polenka, I I just can't I can't do. And that. I don't blame him for that. Like if and I'm, get older too. Like Kyle Lowry at the point, yeah. 
Like it just, it, it, you know, the I defense is already works. bad as as it is. Especially. I think it works for both sides, though. And the reason I and for this year only. Now I get, you know, any Lakers fans that are conservative as far as like, hey, we don't want these bad contracts. I 100%. But for this year, I think you're talking about LeBron getting another shooter in Duncan Robinson. You're talking about an inconsistent shooter. Let's just put it like this. And I know LeBron is in year 20 and he's not the same LeBron, but come on now. He made Kyle Korver at the end of his career a viable shooter in an important piece, the way he could catch and shoot, trying to go through a playoff run. So I think he could do the same with Duncan Robinson. I think Kyle Lowry could shoot enough to play alongside LeBron. I think Kyle Lowry can push up, push away the, the ball handling responsibilities and kind of put it. So it puts a little more on LeBron's plate. But I think like LeBron's going to have to accept that if 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 the goal is to try and win the championship, and I'm not saying Kyle Lowry and Doug Robinson win them a championship, but if the goal is to try and win the championship, LeBron in year 20 is going to have to be willing to put more on his plate anyways because mm -hmm. you were talking about trading Russell Westbrook for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill, which based on youth is a, is a better trade than Kyle Lowry and Doug Robinson. But at the same time, like it puts more on LeBron's plate because you take away your another who could be primary ball handler. So you do that in any trade, essentially, that, you know, has been floated around for the Los Angeles Lakers. So I just think if it's like if we're trying to go all in and nothing else pops, I think Miami could, like, catch them in desperation. I'm not saying trade for Russell Westbrook today because I think Miami's trying to wait it out and see, like, how long can we go before somebody's willing to take on Russell Westbrook? Because what you do is right before that trade deadline, guys are looking to open up cap space for next year. So now, hey, Russell Westbrook's expiring contract looks a lot better and has a lot more value, especially mm -hmm. since we're a bad team. We'll take on Russell Westbrook. He might make us a little bit better, but not good enough to be viable. And he opens up, taking him opens up 40-something million on the books because in the NBA, you have to match salaries. It ain't just about draft picks. Um, so I think that would be, I think they're trying to wait it out for it to get there. Or maybe they just rock with Russell Westbrook and, and open up that cap space for next year. Um, and try and make some moves. So we talked about Miami. Get me stressful, Chris. I, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna give it a direction. The New York Knicks. Enough said. Tell me about your New York Knicks. I will sit back and I will be your therapist and I will give you common reason on why you shouldn't be fully concerned about the New York Knicks right now. But I'm giving you the floor. Tell me about your New York Knicks. Well, you know what's crazy? It's not even a concern. Mo. Obviously, Knicks fans want the team to be better, and, and that's very under, understood, right? But they 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 won their last two games. Now there was no Jokic versus against Denver, but who cares? Mm -hmm. The game. That's all. You that win the game at the end of the day. I don't care who plays. One, you know, you won the game, so that's all that matters. And they won their last two. Now, obviously, the OKC game was a disaster. You know, they just let Shea do whatever he wants. He's doing whatever he wants on anybody. It doesn't matter. He's doing a and and that's what you gotta right. look. Like he's doing it against he did it against Boston. He's doing it against, you know, good teams too. So like we, we can't just frown that he did it again. He's doing it against every he's he has he's averaging like 34 a game in the last seven games or whatever. So yeah. whatever thing. But right now, they're eight they're above five hundred. Mm -hmm. You would think we were Detroit, three and thirteen. Just the way the feeling is, they you know would Tibbs. The people want Tibbs fired, and it was rumors that he's on the hot seat if, if they struggled on this West Coast trip, this five game West Coast trip. Well, they're two and zero so far. So if you want Tibbs fired, it's not going to happen. Okay, and 
I, I just, I, yes, you get frustrated, right? Like any, like with the everyone's team, you get frustrated. But I just say, like, this is who we are. This is what this team, the way this team is currently constructed, this is who they are. They're a 500 team. They are what their record is. They're eight and seven right now. So they're, I said in the many preview shows, talking to Knicks, I said 38 to 38 to 40 wins. That's what they are. And what are they playing like, Mo? They're playing like a 38 to 40 win ball club. Mm-hmm. So I don't get why people get so like, oh man, we should be, uh, this is who we are. This is the way this roster's constructed right now is who we are. Julius Randle, you know, Brunson, RJ, that three man core. That's who you're going to be on for whether it's good or not. Like, but it's better than what we've been in the past. So sometimes you have to understand, like, yes, have we drafted bad in the past? Yes. And I've harped on that. Like, I feel like that's why we had to, to um, kind of patch it up with getting a Julius Rando and getting a, a Brunson and all that. We got to patch it up because when you draft bad and you miss, you have to figure out the ways to patch it up. But it, it's, it's, you just have to understand, you know, like, oh, we're eight and seven. Like, they were eight and seven. Like, that's, it could be way worse. <laughs> you know? Playoffs right now. Like, it's, we'd be in the playoffs. We'd be in the eight seed. But, like, yeah. you would be in the playoffs right now. In the playoffs. And, and guess what? Early, but you'd be in the You playoffs. have, we, like, we have been bad for a while. You have to show some type of competency. So if you do want those free agents to, if you do want that star player to be like, yo, I want to go there. You got to show some type of competency and they're playing eight. They're eight and seven right now. They're playing good. They've, they've had some big wins, you know, some, some bad losses, but you know, that's the NBA that happens, you know, and, but they are who they are. Like sometimes you just got to be like, all right, this is who we are. You know, if we had Donovan Mitchell and all that, and we're eight and seven, I guess you could be disappointed, but we have, Jalen Brunson, who we just picked up, who's been relatively really good for us. Randall just had a really good game. All right, I know he's he's uh, he's hot and cold, and and whether he, you know, obviously I don't think building around having Randall as your one or two is going to have long term success. But it, and ultimately, the success of the Knicks comes down to RJ Barrett. Let's just keep it a buck. Nothing else matters. Brunson, that's a good. He is who he is. He's going to bring provide stability at the point guard position. Uh, we all know where Randall is. Randall's been the same player for a while. He's going to give you twenty ten. He's going to try to do too much. That's what he's been. Okay, we we we're used to that. It all comes down to Mister RJ Barrett. If RJ takes that next step, then we the the you know the future of the franchise it looks more clear. But if he's up and down and he struggled, I know he's been sick, so I won't get, but there's, there's still a lot of RJ we don't know about, you mm-hmm. know? So like, and what hurts him too is he's at the end of the day, he is, but man ain't even entering his prime yet, bro. Like yeah. man is still young at the end of the day. Un- understood. I, I definitely, but what, what hurts him in a way too, is who, who he was drafted with. So Zion, we all know Zion healthy is is giving you 22, 20 to 26 a game. You know, but has done nothing yet. Like we're I talking know. about win No, no. I know. I understood. One season span. But the hype around ja- the hype around Zion and all that. I got and that. You had yeah. who the second pick was in John. Uh-huh. John's an MVP candidate. And then 
Darius Garland too, who they needed a guard. And at the time you weren't thinking about, but look at him now. He just had 51 not too long ago, a few nights ago. So that hurts him too. Was RJ, real quick, because you said Darius Garland, right? Today. Now, take away the fact of who they've become up to this point. Would you retake in the draft, would you retake Darius Garland when you knew what they were coming into the NBA, you didn't know what they would be as NBA players. Was R.J. Barrett not the right pick at that time? Oh, no, no. I'm not saying he's not. I, I That was the right pick at that time. Some yeah. people like, we could have. Oh, nah. like, nobody nobody was watching Vanderbilt basketball. And you didn't like, know that Darius Garland was going to turn into an all-star caliber yeah, point guard where R.J. Barrett, that three of R.J. Barrett, Zion, and Cam Reddish, was essentially in an argument of like those might be the three best players coming out of the draft all on the same oh, team. So that was the right selection taking RJ. Yeah, one hundred percent. But what hurts R and I wonder what the organization really feels about him because they did go after Donovan Mitchell, right? They tried to get Donovan. They did bring in Brunson. So and you knew with Brunson, he's coming in because he wants to have the ball more in his hands. More time, more opportunity to score. He wasn't going to be able to do that so much, you know, in Dallas because they have Luca, who's you know needs the ball <laughs> so much in his hands. So, yeah, comes to New York and he wants more opportunity. So that that told me that the organization doesn't see him in the same light as you know Memphis sees John. Ja all that. I'm not saying he's Ja, but I'm just saying as as a as a franchise leading player. So, what do they do going forward? Like, is is there if they don't believe he's that dude, what do they do next? Because he, he, it's tough with him and Randall being on the team. And the only way for us to know if RJ is that guy is if you take a, take Julius Randall out of the equation and let RJ cook, right? Right. I've been on shows and they asked me, well, do, would you give RJ the keys? And I said, in order for us to know if he's that dude, you have to, but you kind of have to be like skittish. You got to, you know, you got to be like, I'm going to give you the keys, but I mean, need you to be back at a certain time. Like it's got to be supervision like that. And because, but they, this is the problem with team is that there's the, the roster is just very, um, like it's it just very, uh, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Are we, are we a young team? Are we a veteran team? It's like an they're... average roster, which turns into average results, which is about what the Knicks are. And right now, and we're mid, we're essentially mid, right? The, the thing that came out a few days ago, and Knicks are, and it's like, well, yeah, we kind of are. Three. We're just mid, like we what? are. Like we have some guys that like are talented, but you know, they it, it, like Obi Toppin. Like I've said this with Obi Toppin for the longest. Is like he's best with he has a point guard that knows how to find him in his spots and transition and all that. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants him to start, but I, I'm like, I don't know if he's a, someone I want to see play 30 minutes a night because he might get exposed because he is limited as far as, you know, his, his bag, essentially. Like, he doesn't have the handle and all that to be able to drive to the basket. Now, his shooting's improved. He he gives you the highlights and all that, but there's he's still a stuff pick there. And roll guy. He's a pick-and-roll slash pick-and-pop guy. On a pick-and-roll with Jalen Brunson, you could throw him the lob, and on if he decides to pop, he could knock down the three-point shot. So just real quick, what I want to say, and this is more directed to Knicks fans, Chris. I don't have to tell you this because you already know this. But let's put in perspective the whole sky is falling narrative for the New York Knicks. Right now, these are the teams that they either A, have a better record than, 
be or within no more than no less or no more than one game within or be they're tied with the Knicks right now tied with the Wizards within half a game of Indiana within a game of Toronto within a game of Cleveland within a game and a half of Atlanta that's in the east the Knicks with the sky is falling are either in one of those three categories I will go down the list of teams in the Western Conference, you put them in the same category as New Orleans, Memphis, Utah, Dallas, Sacramento, Clippers, Minnesota. They are better than the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, the Chicago Bulls, the Golden State Warriors. So, like, when you put in perspective this whole sky is falling, like you said, it could be worse They're in the same ballpark as pretty much the rest of the NBA, essentially. And that's what I've been saying. Like of the rest of the NBA, they are no better or no worse than pretty much every team in the NBA. What you take away from that is they're out of the conversation right now with Boston and Milwaukee. That's it. Even the Portland Trailblazers are 10 and 5. They've played, they're, they're 10 and 5. So they're two games ahead of the 8 and 7 New York Knicks, and they are leading the Western Conference. The Knicks are, they could win tonight, and all the rest of the teams ahead of them could lose, and the Knicks go from eighth place to third place in a night. Like mm-hmm. that's where they're at, where the whole sky is falling mentality is not true for the simple fact. Bro, they're in the ballpark with the rest of the NBA. And you can say the future doesn't look promising, but with every other team, we have questions. The sky is falling with the Miami Heat. We're concerned about the Philadelphia 76ers. They got four or five players in the trade conversation every day right now. Miami, we're looking at Miami, and they're like, they need to make a big move. We're looking at Golden State, and you talked about it on your last show, that Golden State needs to go get KD. We're talking about a team who just won a championship And in a month of basketball, we're feeling like there's a move the Warriors could make to right the ship. Crazy. But it's it's true. You weren't wrong in your logic. But all I'm saying is this is a team who we're talking about. What moves could they make to improve coming off of winning a championship? So all I'm saying is the Knicks are not in as bad a position as people would like to think. And listen, ever since I've linked with you and Edgar and, you know, Mario and Juan, Listen, I love y'all, and and y'all have put me into the realm of I hear Nick's content. I listen to, you know, I had Danny B on my show. I, I, I've been in Nick's spaces. Hey, man, don't panic. I y'all wasn't expected to win a championship right now. Don't panic. It's all good. But sitting that's, that's seven, New York for you, bro. Everything is panic. Right? But it's, sitting at eight and oh, seven no. now is okay. It, it way worse because you could be the three and 13 Pistons. It could be way worse because the sky really could be falling and everybody looks bad. It could be worse that Julius Randle didn't just come off a 37.12 rebound game. It could look like Julius Randle has no type of potential left in his game. If I'm the Knicks, I want Julius Randle. If you want Julius Randle off the team and you're a Knicks fan, then what you do is you pray for the next month and a half. He balls his ass off. So come trade deadline. That man has value to a playoff team, 
a team who's looking and they're like, we can add Randall for next season when we have plenty of cap space. We bring on his contract because we can afford to and we add him to our piece. I would be praying that Julius Randall averages 30 and 12 and you still decide to get rid of him because his value went up and now it makes sense to trade Julius Randall. But to kind of be upset that, oh, hell, Julius Randall at 37 and 12, we can't trade him now because there's no way we'll trade him because he won us a game. Like, no, calm down. Things are fine. Things are The sky is falling in Miami right now. And essentially, like, we're talking about a team. The sky is falling in Golden State right now. People are killing Golden State for the way they're looking, whether it's Clay, whether it's Jordan Poole. You want to talk about a guy who doesn't look the part after getting the bag? It's Jordan Poole. Like, we're so focused on R.J. Barrett because he's in New York and he's donning a Knicks uniform that we're letting Jordan Poole live for the piss-poor play he's had after getting essentially the same bag that R.J. Barrett got. So all I'm saying is like, you know, if if the only advice I could give to Knicks fans, and Chris, obviously, we have conversations all the time, so I know where your head's at. But Knicks fan, it's okay. You're above 500 right now. You're right there in the, the middle of the rest of the NBA right now. It's a lot of overreaction. Three teams. Yeah. There's, there's really two teams that aren't in your realm right now. And that's Boston, who's 12 and 3, and that's Milwaukee, who's 11 and 3. Outside of that, you are literally within striking distance at eight and seven of taking over any lead to, regardless of what conference you were in. Put the Knicks in the Western Conference and they're like the five seed. Put them in the Eastern Conference and they're one good night and one bad night away from a couple of teams of being the three seed. Like, that's the perspective that the Knicks yeah. But I'm not a Knicks fan. So, you know, when they but, have... The- but it's just crazy because... shit up, I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but it's just wild because a lot of fans... They just want their agendas to be right. And well, y'all have the most content creators, I'm convinced. And so when everybody not all good though. (laughs) Not all good though. Listen, I won't speak on that. You're a next con. I'll let you deal with that army. I I I say it loud too. Like I've you you know why bad ones. You can because you're a next fan and you're a next content. I ain't doing that shit. Y'all ain't about to kill me. All I'm saying is that I get the pushing agendas and I and I get that, but Y'all have probably, I say this with not necessarily a lot of pride, but the most passionate fan base, like the people from New York love New York teams. Y'all love the Yankees. Y'all love the Giants or Jets. Y'all love the Knicks. Y'all hate Brooklyn. Like all of y'all have this common theme, but all of y'all also view it in so many different ways that it's come to a point. I mean, hell, what are we going on? 50 years that the Knicks are starving for a championship? 73. Uh, so I understand it. Like, we're, we're on 50 years, basically. If they don't win the championship this year, which I don't expect them to, it will have been 50 years since they won their last championship. And for such a, a profound fan base, for such a well-known fan base, for such a valuable franchise, maybe everybody just needs to take a look back and be like, you know what? At best, we're a pretty good team. One day we'll win a championship. But what I'm not about to do is stress myself out over hoping that adding Jalen Brunson puts me in the championship conversation. What I'm not about to stress myself out about is hoping that giving RJ the bear, RJ Barrett the bag was the right move today. We'll find that out in a year or two as he's in the middle of his contract. That's when you decide. You don't decide in the first month that that was the wrong thing to do. You wait a year. You see, you let him progress. We're only in the first month of basketball. So it's just, it's just so funny to be on the outside looking in knowing Knicks fans, seeing, being able to be a part of Knicks Twitter, just being on the outside looking in and hearing it. They're like, hey, man, 
calm down. Because you know why, Chris? We about to talk about another team that has cause for concern. The Cavs. The Cavs started out the season eight and one. They were on fire. Donovan Mitchell is leading or, or one of the three MVP candidates. They're on a five-game losing streak right now. Yeah, they struggle. It, it yeah, looks, and it, it, it makes somebody like me look bad as far as I'm like, the Cavs, I don't know if they can win the championship. In that, But coming into the season, I'm like, a team like this, young, can run and gun, they got depth, they're built for the regular season. I was like, well, the questions that everybody else had for the Cavs, I felt like were playoff questions. Well, mm -hmm. what does Donovan Mitchell really add? How does he perform in the playoffs? But when it comes to regular season, it's a different grind. So when everybody was asking these questions, I'm like, those sound like playoff questions, but going into the season, I think the Cavs are fine. I think they're built for the regular season. They got a young team. Garland missed a couple games, uh, missed a few games. Donovan Mitchell looks like an MVP candidate. They're winning games. They're 8-1. and one. Darius Garland comes back. He's lighting the world on fire. He has a 50-point game. They've lost five in a row. Mm -hmm. And it's only in the first month. So I'm not saying... Should we be concerned about the Cavs even making the playoffs? I'm not going down the playoff road and who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. We are way too far away. We'll start having that conversation like January and February. Maybe after MLK Day is the day I'll start having the play real playoff conversation. Maybe even after Christmas if I want to ignite the conversation early. But right now, we're too too close to the beginning. We're way closer to the beginning of the season than we are to the end of the season be talking about playoffs. But how concerned are you about the Cavs going on a five-game skid? Because it's not about them losing five in a row. It's just like with Golden State. It's not about them being under 500. It's about the way they've looked in mm -hmm. that the road to being under 500 for Golden State or the road of losing five games in a row. What's missing for Cleveland? I don't think it's a player. I just think there's something going on within the it's, system that causes them to lose these games. Well, especially, I mean, overall... They've obviously they played good overall, but the bench has always been an issue. And especially in these last five games, the bench, they're not really getting much. I mean, obviously you got K-Love, but it's like K-Love or nothing. You may get something from, from Osmond, but Okoro, his his inability to shoot has hurt them. Um, the starters, it just feels like the starters are just having to do too much. It, it just seems like there's just too much wear, and we've seen some some – some off games from Garland. I mean, obviously Garland had the 51 game, but just overall in this five game skid, just some, 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 uh, and defensively too, they haven't really defended that well in this, in this little stretch. I mean, they gave a buck 19 to the Clippers. I think a buck uh, 17 to um, buck 27 to the Kings. And then um, the Minnesota, they gave up 130, I think. So some defensive, but when, when the off when they're starting five, they have a really good start. Their starting five is is to me one of the the best starting fives in the league. I mean, Garland, yeah. Mitchell, uh, Lavert, Allen, and Mobley. I mean, that starting five is going to do stuff. But they have no bench, and if it's K Love and that's it. So essentially, and they'll get Ricky Rubio back. Um, I don't know when he's going to come back, but had getting him back is going to help immensely. He's come back. That's going to be huge. Whether they they need him, but they 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 need to add a few pieces to this to this team. Um, need to add some shooting, you know, off the bench. But that that seems to be the issue of late on their skit. Obviously, Mitch missed D. Mitch missed the game, and I think um, Garland missed the game. Um. But they just need to add some scoring off the bench. They got to improve the bench at the deadline or coming up. They got to see, you know, uh, who who they can add. I mean, 
that's that has to be a priority is get themselves a, a, another guard and um, a, a wing. A wing is desperate. They desperately do need a wing. They don't have any wings um, that can that can score off the bench. So that's definitely what. They, but it just seems like the defense has kind of fell off. Their defense was really good during their eight and one. I mean, they and they're still overall they're still I think like fourth or fifth in defensive efficiency and all that. And the offense is is been good. But I, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried, honestly. I think. Um, I think they'll, you know, they have enough pieces to 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 add someone, and um, you know, once they get, you know, Mitch back fully uh, ramped up and Garland's hell, he had the eye thing and all that, but um, I think he got something with the eye or something, yeah. the lid or something like that. It was it was a weird injury, I believe. Um, they just need to add some some bench depth. They add some bench depth. I think they'll be all right, and I think that's something they see that they desperately need to add with Kevin Love because Kevin Love is older too. You can't rely, and he's essentially right now just a a, a three point shooter, a corner shooter, and all that. So they need someone that can, you know, that they'll put Levert on the bench sometimes, put a Coro in, but a Coro just seems like he's so hot and cold, especially offensively. He doesn't give you anything. If he can't shoot, then um, he's gonna he's a solid defender and all that, a uh, really good defender. Um, but he doesn't give you anything offensively, you know, and it just seems like it's just too much emphasis with with Garland and Mitchell right now to score. You know, uh, Lavert is hot and cold. Lavert could drop forty one night and then drop eight. You know, he he's kind of a hot, that that type of player right now. He's, you know, um, but I think they'll be up. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. Rookie Rubio coming back is going to help. So that that'll lessen the load for that for that second unit. Um, but they probably got to add a, a, another score, you know, off the bench to to help them out, um, you know, going forward because um, because they it just seems like they got starting five is getting a little tired and all that. They got to incorporate Mobley more too. They got to figure out because he he's he's a more dynamic scorer than what we've seen so far this year. And I thought he'd take a massive leap, and it's still gonna happen because he's still he doesn't have to do um a lot, but try to incorporate more because I feel like there's more in there with, with Mobley, but I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. I mean, Garland's taking a leap, especially scoring and all that. And they got Mitch D Mitch. He, he's look, he was an MVP looking like an MVP type candidate. I think they will be all right though. I think they'll add a few pieces off the bench they need, but I think overall they'll be all right. This is a little funk. It happens. Um, they're still trying to incorporate everything. Like you add Donovan Mitchell, you still got to figure out some things. They had some injuries, but I think overall um, they'll be all right. Yeah, I think that's the problem with starting off hot. It gives you false hope, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. it masks all the concerns that you had coming into the season because we know as you add players, like, okay, this roster looks a little bit different. But when we start off hot and things are great, then, you know, it's all good. But then, okay, when reality sets in, uh-oh, we hit a little bit of funk. Like, the NBA season is a roller coaster. Not everything is high and mighty. So, mm -hmm. real quick, before we get up out of here, uh, really basic question. And just give me a basic answer. We ain't got to go into too much depth. Are the Celtics for real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're for real. Tatum. Tatum t is... He, he he listened to everything everyone said about in the finals, right? And I, I got hard on Tatum. I got I got uh, big on Tatum. I got to say, yo, man, you got to... There's, there's still another level to his game. Mm -hmm. And that's an MVP level. Right. I wrote an article about saying the top, you know, future MVPs and I'm saying he's well, he's a future MVP. Like he has that and he struggled a lot. Now there was some injuries that we, we found out about, but he, he's playing at different. And I just talked about this on my show with Zach Noble, like and he has a one one on his MVP uh, rankings right now. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. He's averaging 32 a game. 
All right, giving you six, seven rebounds a game, four, four and a half assists, um, playing great defense, almost averaging two a block and a half a game, you know, playing lock, you know, like I just mentioned, just great defense. You know, he's getting to the to the cut more. You know, it's one thing he needs to add to is getting to the basket more, not just relying on, on step back threes or side, you know, relying on the outside game. Get to the basketball, get some easy buckets, you know, and, and that's what he's doing. And he's a big reason why, you know. Um, that they're off to just a tremendous start. And, you know, with everything that went on in the offseason, you know, all the BS that happened, like them and the Warriors, I was like, I'm if this happened to any other team, you know, and minus my, I think Miami would have been able to handle something like that fine because they have the infrastructure. But any other teams, I think they just would have flattened. And like the Warriors are struggling right now. I think they'll 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 figure it out, especially if they get that guy from uh, Brooklyn. But that's for a whole other story. But um, which they need to do, by the way, they just just do it. For, forget the young guys. Who cares about them? Go 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 get go get thirty five or seven, whatever. He'll be back to thirty five. And but I wouldn't have been worried. But they they have the leadership. He's a big reason why he's taking that. This is his team, not Jalen Brown's, not not Marcus Smart. Now this is his team. He's showing it. He has a lot to prove this year. It kind of feels like LeBron after Dallas, not to that extent because LeBron just didn't play well, but like taking it that level, like, oh, y'all doubting me? I'm going to show y'all. And he's coming back. And right now, like if you, like I said, it's early, but right now through 15 games, he's the MVP right now. You know, he's playing tremendous bat. Like he is knocking on the door of that superstar, to, you know, superstar thing. So, He's playing great. He's a big reason why the Celtics, I think, are are legit. You know, they play both sides of the ball too. So, you know, uh, they're legit, and he's a big reason why. Um, and once they get Robert Williams back too, like they don't even have Robert Williams back, so they get him back. You add to that core. Jalen Brown's playing great too. Like he's a top 10, 15 MVP candidate. Also, like he's playing great. Two way. Like they have, they have, they 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 should have won the championship last year, arguably. Like they they easily could have won been talking about being world champions right now so they're playing great night right now and, and um i think they're 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 legit yeah 100 i agree with you um the celtics are for real bro they get through all that turmoil they play the way they're playing right now i mean you look at golden state had the turmoil they had and they're on the opposite end of that where you know hey it doesn't matter who's coaching the team everybody else is taking the right steps uh you know, to be where they need to be. And Jason Tatum's playing at an MVP level, playing a top five player, arguably right now through this season. He's a top five player in the league right now. Um, and he's playing out of his mind. And he's just, mm -hmm. you know, put his head down, got better. You could clearly tell uh, coming into this season. So, yeah, the Celtics are for real. I mean, this is a team oh, yeah. going to the finals. I got it. When, when a team returns after going to the finals and losing and playing like, they got a chip on their shoulder, they're playing like they're playing for something. They're playing like they know they could be a championship team. They're for real. So I, I could never count the Celtics out. I thought they'd be one of the four best teams in the Easter Conference anyway. But, I mean, right now they're playing like the best team in the league on both sides of the ball, which is absolutely insane going through all they went through in the offseason. So, Chris, before we get on up out of here, I appreciate your time, bro. Uh, We're going to do this again next week. We're going we gonna to talk ball, bro. I'm, I'm going to bring you on a lot, a lot more. You make my shows a lot easier it's fluent. It's it's easy conversation to be able to chop it up with you, especially talking ball. Um, since you one of the people, you hoopers, Kev, all y'all that's been doing the great basketball work um at Off the Ball Network, holding it down while I've been doing football. So, Chris, any future projects? Uh plug, get a bucket. 
pl- plug everything you got, and then uh, we'll get on up out of here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, bro. Always a pleasure talking ball with you. But yeah, um, you can follow me at Off the Ball Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow the Off the Ball Network on YouTube. Uh, obviously, uh, new college basketball show, high school basketball recruiting show with, with what I got, Kev Luke, Kev Lucas. Um, we do what we call Get a Bucket. We just dropped episode five a couple of days ago, so check that out. Um, just uh, just got a few episodes. I just did off the ball podcast. I did one with Ken, and just did one with uh, Ballers Life Zach, um, Zach Noble. That's dropping Saturday, so check that out. We we, we dove into MVP talk, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know the outlook on that. You know some some potential trades we want to see. So check that out. That that's dropping Saturday, um, Saturday morning. Um, but like I said, go follow off the ball network, go to be on the score network on Twitter, off the Go check out the YouTube page. Um, try to get 300 subs. We're 14 away. So go leave a sub and all that and like, um, do that. But, uh, always a pleasure, brother. Yeah. hundred percent, bro. I appreciate you. So as y'all know, y'all can follow me at mo underscore cheese 15 on Twitter and Instagram for as long as Twitter exists. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. He's 15 on TikTok. Make sure you subscribe to Up in Flames on Substack, upinflamespod.substack.com. Also, for you big-time college football fans, uh, we'll be bringing you another episode of Field Stormers probably Saturday morning, previewing the shows. I know we'll be competing with game day, but uh, show us support and, and, and listen to myself and Walker. As opposed to listening to college game day for one Saturday in your life, not a huge Saturday going on anyway. Make sure you go uh, subscribe to Field Stormers anywhere you can get your podcast. Make sure you go subscribe to us, fieldstormerspodcast.substack.com as well. Uh, we drop weekly episodes. We missed last week. Myself and Walker had a huge, busy schedule. Um, but I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody for listening. Make sure you go check out all the good work at offtheballnetwork.com. Um Check out Chris's work. As obvious, I mean, if you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of his at this point. You, you've seen my guy here for the past few years at this point. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for listening. At this point, Up in Flames.